Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? So did you see the Dove Award nominations came out this week, Amy? I did see that. You, you know which one I'm really looking at, focused on? Uh, which one? Let me hear. Best Rock Album. Okay. There's, there's, there can only be one winner. Obviously, that's how word shows work. Maybe there's ties sometimes, but there should only be one winner. Okay. Get Out of the Way of Your Own Heart by Chris Renzema. Of course. Of course. That's your, uh, that, that's your, your person. So for all the Dove voters that listen to us, please let it be known that you must vote for Chris Renzema, Get Out of the Way of Your Own Heart for Best Rock Album in the Doves. Hey, this is a big music month for you because I noticed that there's a Taylor song from Folklore, August. Yes. That's like climbing the charts again, I guess, because, because it's, it's August, August yeah. and everybody's listening to it. I didn't realize that. That's funny. Yeah, I saw that. I listen to uh, it all this, year long. It's a 12-month play in my house, not just I one. Saw that, I saw that this morning on the news and thought, you know, that, that really doesn't happen that often that there's a single that is really big and then a couple years later, it climbs the charts again, but it's because it's August. That's what she does. Right. She climbs charts. Yeah. So, But so, anyway, back to Renzema. He should win. And he's coming to Winston-Salem, Atlanta, and Nashville this November. So if you're in the area. I, and I know um, a certain Mary Whitfield has tickets for the Ryman for that one, too. She does. She along, does. Along with me. Not with me, but I have tickets as well. Right. She does. She's not, not sure who she's going to take to that yet, but she's got tickets. She's very excited. And, uh, you know, a good... I think the last Ryman concert she went to... We took her, uh, she was young. It was like over 10 years ago, or maybe it was about 10 years ago. So she was like eight or nine and she fell asleep. So I think this is going to be a better experience. It's a better experience than the skirmhorn. We're not going to get into that, but if you know, you know. So. (laughs) Yeah, she would not appreciate that. Gosh, I hope she doesn't listen to this show because she's going to hate me for that. So. Yeah, that was Whitfield family stories, but we'll leave that alone. Yep. That one's for like an audience of four. But anyway. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so go check out the Dove Awards. We'll link us. There's a story Tim Cox did this week, and uh, the Doves come out in a couple months. I think it'll air on TBN, but it'll be here live over at Allen Arena at Lipscomb. Uh, They always do it over there. So uh, exciting night. Been a few times, and it's always a fun night. So if you ever get a chance to go, do it. And uh, it's, it's really a legitimately fun time. I mean, it's the Christian Grammys, right? Yes. Basically. And and Amy has won multiple Dove Awards, folks. By the way, I I do not have any Dove Awards. They are not in my name. Did you I or do not did have you anything. not sing on Dove Award winning albums? I did. All right, there we go. All right, so let's jump into it. If you're looking for <laughs> theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience, then check out Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And the best way to experience Southwestern is to attend their Fall Preview Day on October twenty. First, preview days are your opportunity to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. During your visit, you'll tour the campus, speak with faculty members, chat with fellow students, and hear from President Adam W. Greenway and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Fall preview day is October 21st, so register today for free at swbts.edu slash preview. That's swbts.edu slash preview on October 21st. First, just a couple months away, they're about to get things kicked off over there in Fort Worth, as well as all of our Southern Baptist seminaries. Uh, they, I saw uh, Boyce just had a big thing this week up at, at uh, Southern, 
Amy, I don't know if you saw that tweet from Dr. Moeller, full chapel of all boys students and their parents and stuff yep. getting ready for the, uh, the fall semester. Yep. I'm sure, uh, you, you got Mary and them moving in in the next week or so, I think over there at Southeastern and That's the college right. at Southeastern. Mo- so. Moving into the dorm. Yep. I saw Charles Smith. Did you see, I think, I think Charles Smith had the best, uh, beginning of the year tweet. Did you see that this week? Uh, no, I didn't. He was smoking pork butts and ribs and all kind of stuff for like a big get together at the house of all the, uh, the oh, folks at Midwestern getting, you know, kind of big get together before the, the uh, school year. That's the way to do it right there. Barbecue. Well, it is. It is. It's a start time for everybody um, here. Like you said, Mary's moving into the dorm on Monday at the college at Southeastern. And then uh, we kick off classes. I'm teaching a class this uh, this semester, adjunct um, American government for the college. So is Mary I'm taking that class? Started. She's not. Oh, she's not, but, she's, but she's got friends in there. She's got friends. So, uh, so I'm gonna, gonna be able to do that. And Keith, obviously semester, they've had faculty workshop the last couple of days and, um, Keelan cook had tweeted this, but I also was getting word. They did some faculty testimonies and, uh, we've had a a handful of faculty members with some illness and things like that. Uh, the Lord has really done just tremendous work and they were sharing and somebody texted me that like, people like people had been crying all morning. And then I saw a tweet from Keelan about how everyone was crying. And so Keith comes home and he said, well, I, and I didn't know why I didn't know they were doing testimonies or what. And so Keith came home and said, well, I think faculty workshop went okay. And I looked at him and I said, all I know is that people were crying all day, (laughs) but (laughs) well, I mean, Keith was leading it after all, but but then, but then I heard, I heard that it was a, Yes, I heard it was incredibly moving and the faculty just really uh, rallying together, hearing stories of how the Lord has been working. And um, I, I wish I wish I could have been there to hear it. So, yeah. well, but it's a good time to kick off. Yep. Yeah. And then next week, I, I know also uh, we hadn't mentioned New Orleans. They have convocation next week. I know because we were supposed to have an event next week down there. Instead, we moved it to a week later because of convocation. So, you know, everybody, yeah, everybody's really getting kicked off and getting things back to going. So, uh, we'll be, uh, if you subscribe to the morning briefing, we're going to get back into promoting the chapel services, like who's speaking at what chapel every week. So, uh, we'll get back into that. Uh, you know, chapels, I think have been a little disjointed since COVID and everything, but I think everything's kind of back to normal now. So we'll take a a look at that and get things going. And uh, if you subscribe to the morning briefing, you'll get that information, be able to watch those online. If you don't subscribe to the morning briefing, what are you waiting for? Go over there. BaptistPress.com slash subscribe. You can find out more information over there. Okay, Amy, not a lot of news this week. A couple of big points, though. We talked about it last week on the show. The ARITF, the Abuse Reform Implementation Task Force, was expected to be named this week, and it was. That's right. So last week we learned that Marshall Blaylock would be the chair and Mike Hebum would be the vice chair. Uh, The rest of the task force was named this week. Uh, So I'll just run through that list real fast. Um, Todd Binkert, pastor and lead elder of Oak Creek Community Church in Mishawaka, Indiana. I hope I did that right. Uh, Melissa Bowen from First Baptist Church in Prattville, Alabama. Brad Eubanks, senior pastor of Petal First Baptist Church in Petal, Mississippi. Cindy Lott from Catawba Valley Baptist Church in Morganton, North Carolina, not far from me. John Nelson, a good friend of the pod, lead pastor of Soma Community Church in Jefferson City, Missouri. 
Jarrett Stevens, senior pastor of Champion Forest Baptist Church in Houston. And then Greg Wills, also friend of the pod uh, there at, at Southwestern. He's a member of Travis Avenue Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas. And then he is professor of church history and Baptist heritage and dean of the School of Theology at Southwestern. So those are the members of the task force. Some folks that uh, many of you would know, some maybe new names to Southern Baptist, but a, a good yeah. representation from across Southern Baptist life. And uh, they are going to get together and get going right away because they have some mandates from the convention uh, that we just had back in Anaheim in June. Uh, the big one, the Ministry Check website uh, that they have been kind of tasked with getting up and getting rolling. So that website, I know, is like top priority, you know, front burner issue. Right. And uh, Bart mentioned that they're going to get together with the previous task force, the sexual Mm -hmm. abuse task force, get together with them, have kind of a joint meeting, kind of the handing of the baton. Hand off, yeah. Yeah. So that should happen in the next few weeks, I think. That's right. And the task is really different. You know, last year, the task force, you know, they were uh, supposed to handle the investigation that the messengers had called for. Now we have actual just action points that this task force is supposed to start working through. They're going to be a lot quieter. They've got things to come back and propose next year. Yes. So we'll take a look at that, and uh, we'll just kind of wait on that. There's a video that Bart released this week kind of telling folks about all the different people on the task force. You can check that out in the story over at Baptist Press. Another big item this week from a couple of our seminaries we've mentioned already, Southwestern as well as New Orleans, upping their scholarship amounts for IMB missionaries, Southwestern up to a full scholarship, 100% of tuition, and New Orleans up to 75%. What a great announcement. You know, Southwestern saying historic new initiative, full tuition scholarship. I mean, that's just really, that's really incredible and just great opportunity for missionaries, for active missionaries to be able to get their education. And then, yeah, in New Orleans, that's New Orleans and level college active and returning and journeyman, 75% of tuition and fee costs. Yeah. And and these aren't the only seminaries that do something like this. I know Southeastern recently announced that they were moving it up as well. And Midwestern's got, you know, there's scholarships available for IMB missionaries at all of our institutions. This just happened to be some changes at a couple of them that were announced this week. Right. So very cool. And, um, you know, as we talk about school getting underway, I mean, that's, it's a really helpful thing and, and just kind of a way to honor those who, who serve right. with the IMB as missionaries overseas. And uh, it's, it's cool to see that and cool to see them doing that. And uh, thankful for Paul Chitwood and the leadership he's providing and the desire the seminaries have to support our missionaries, both home and abroad, uh, with these tuition scholarships. So really cool thing from them and uh, a great opportunity and blessing for our missionaries, I'm sure. All right, Amy, I, I mentioned kind of a light news week this week, but you know, things I think are going to pick up once school gets underway at a bunch of the seminaries, as well as uh, we got some trustee meetings coming down the pipe in just a few weeks from our entities. And then, you know, October will be here and then we'll have state convention season starting then. So it's kind of the, the calm before the storm in the SBC news world here. So that's going to do it for our news this week and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week at SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. We're going to go to 1962 to a big announcement that came at New Orleans Seminary, because we were just talking about them. And I was excited when I saw this because I know about this. So August 10th, 1962, it was announced that New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary had acquired the piano of the man, William Bradbury, who wrote the music to Just As I Am and Jesus Loves Me. Was it a Steinway? No. Okay. 
but it was a it was a Victorian. Wait, the same guy that wrote "Just as I Am" wrote "Jesus Loves Me." Wrote the music to it. Yes. Huh. So um, he also wrote "He Leadeth Me," "The Solid Rock," "Sweet Hour of Prayer," "Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us," "Take My Life and Let It Be." Lots wow. of stuff. That's like so, that's like greatest hits of the the Baptist hymnal right yeah. there. Right. So what had happened is that when he died, his son had brought the piano to uh, a, to Orange, Virginia, to a, a family residence there. And then when this uh, then when a, an, another family, um, the V. Roberts family bought that house, the piano was part of the sale. They got the piano with the house. And so then they ended up with, I think there was a connection with a minister of music somewhere. They ended up donating it to the seminary. So this happened in 1962. It gets announced on August 10th. The reason this got my attention is that when I was in New Orleans and I was at New Orleans in January and Jamie and Tara do took us on a big tour around the place. I got to see this. It's still there. It's still there. I got, I'm yes. going to be there in two weeks. I'm going to be there in two weeks. Chris Schaefer, you Jamie Dew, Larry Lyons, somebody show me the piano. It's really cool. And you can like see it and it's got, you can know, you a little card that explains all of it. I can't remember if I actually was able to play it or not. I can't. I, but I sat in front of it and got my picture made and all this kind of stuff. So I want to see the piano. Yes. I'll be there in two you weeks. You It's really cool. So anyway, when I was looking through old Baptist Press articles, I saw this and I said, that's it. So this year in January, 2022, I got to sit at William Bradbury's piano. And now in 1962, that acquisition was being announced this week in SBC history. Wow. That's cool. So 60 years ago, huh? Yeah. That's neat. I want to see the piano. I'll be there in a couple of weeks. So you just tell Tara, Jonathan wants to see the piano. All right. So I got another thing that has to do with history, but doesn't have anything to do with this. Hey, you only get one moment a week, Amy. It's not this week, okay. But this actual week, there was some. Uh, there was a, an AMS meeting at Southeastern Seminary, um, Associational Mission Strategist, and Keith Meyer, good friend of the oh, pod. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was here. You know, we're texting the other day. Yeah, so he was here, and he was walking around campus, and he tagged uh, he tagged me on Twitter because he was asking a question about. A uh, sort of a memorial that's on campus. It's a it's like a plaque, and it has it's kind of like the raised you know picture of the the person it's memorializing. So he made a comment that it looked like the person was encased in carbonite, like Han Solo, who is this person. Nice. And uh, there was there there was some interaction on Twitter. Lewis Cook got in there and explained and stuff. But he was like, "Amy, will you explain this?" So uh, I'll send a link because it is kind of cool. It's a cool story that doesn't get talked about a lot, but it's a great piece of history at Southeastern, really connected to Wake Forest College. So is it so carbonite? Dr. Tom, what? Is it carbonite? I mean, like, what is it? It's a plaque and it's in honor of Dr. Tom Jeffries. Uh, so Tom Jeffries was a former slave who worked at Wake Forest College. And he was so respected by the faculty. They actually called him Dr. Tom. He was a um, did facilities gardener, you know, all these different things. Janitor. Is lots he the one of that built the stone here. wall? Yes. And so what he did. I, I was like, I know that name. Okay. So what he did is he built, I think pretty much by hand, the stone wall around our campus. And so what he wanted was he wanted to, there was a wooden fence that had kept, uh, 
that had kept the the sheep in and because they're that that was Wait, what? was taking care of the grass back then. There were sheep that kept the grass mode back then. This is like a long, long time ago, like late 1800s, early 1900s, whatever. So he he goes to the president of Wake Forest College and wanted a stone wall to replace it because the wooden fence was needing repair. And they said they didn't have funds. So he said it won't cost anything. So local farmers supplied the rocks for free and he built the wall on his own time. So, uh, so Tom Jeffries, he just put the word out by that he needed large rocks and he, they would bring them and he just built yeah, it. Cause they're plowing the so, fields and they're hitting the rocks with their plows. So they're popping right. them and they're saving right. them and they're just bringing them over to the, the college slash seminary. Right. So. so it's here. So on one side of the campus, there's a kind of a plaque that honors Tom Jeffries on the other side of campus. There's a plaque that honors. There was a, a Southeastern student in maybe like late eighties who took it upon himself to repair it, okay, like cool. to take, to take places and um, take spots and make it better. So that also is kind of an update, but anyway, uh, it did get, it did get talked through on Twitter and, and Lewis cook shared a link. Uh, but I wanted to address it here that, uh, thanks for noticing Keith Meyer. Uh, so we, we still have yeah. uh, quite a legacy for Dr. Tom and just recently his, where he was buried was discovered. They didn't know where it was. And, um, someone discovered, uh, his headstone and stuff. So he's, he's still very respected in the community. Well, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, and I've heard that story before, so that was neat. Uh, so, so when you started talking about, it, I was like, I know that name, and uh, yeah. and then it all clicked. So yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Amy, thanks for that, and uh, that'll bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is new podcast from Nam that is coming, kicking off August fifteenth. Christine Hoover, the Ministry Wives. This. Yep, the Ministry Wives podcast so it starts next week and uh christine hoover is no she's a friend of the pod i've i just uh highlighted one of her upcoming books a few weeks ago um and she's really no stranger to podcasting she has a huge audience from a podcast she's been doing called by faith for a long time but now she's going to be doing this with nam and it's going to focus on um issues and questions that we all face in ministry and so she's going to be doing this for ministry wives. Yeah. And I'm, I'm one of those. So I am looking forward to, to hearing that, uh, kick off, but, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. There's a little story and Baptist press, a release about that. And then folks can, can listen to it starting next week. All right. Well, that's funny that we're both choosing podcasts and we didn't even know it. So my resource of the week is a new podcast from the executive committee called Vita SBC. It's the basically Amy and Jonathan with some salsa. Uh, it's the Spanish language podcast that uh, we're putting out over at the executive committee. Luis Lopez and Martha Espinosa, uh, who are in our office, uh, both from Venezuela. And Luis runs our Hispanic outreach stuff at the SBC executive committee. And uh, they're going to be doing basically some news and some interviews and stuff from around the SBC in Espanol. So uh, if you've got a Spanish language pastor or some folks in, in your ministry circles, uh, looking for some Spanish language news, and you know, uh, in addition to what we put out at Baptist Press in Espanol, check out Vida SBC. It comes out August fifteenth, so you'll be able to check that out starting, I think, next week. So, uh, check that out from Luis and Martha. They're a joy to work with, and uh, really excited about this new Spanish language podcast and the the resources that they're putting together for our friends across the SBC. So that's going to do it for us this week, Amy. Light news week a little bit, but uh, like we said, things will be picking up here shortly as the seminaries get underway and and state convention season comes upon us. So, Amy, 
I'll see you next week. See you next week. 